Welcome to the Consistency Theory Podcast, a podcast about how taking one step out of the place you feel most comfortable can catapult you to places you did not even know you could get to. We are all living in an information abundant era, so it can be hard to know what to pursue for the better. High school, travelling, uni, friendships, working offer so many different opportunities. How can you possibly know exactly what is for you? We discuss ideas with those who have first-hand experience of doing just that, so you can get first-hand perspective of how you can implement their secrets to your own life. Our guest today is Lawrence, a 21-year-old international university student who has amassed a large volume on TikTok and with self-improvement and productivity tips. We talk about some very interesting topics such as if university is important anymore, productivity and self-improvement for young people, how someone can improve in their 20s, as well as lessons he has learned from putting himself out there online. Before we start this chat, however, if you have learned anything from the podcast, make sure to follow and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps immensely. Cool. Okay, we'll get going. Okay, Lawrence, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be on the podcast. Yeah, it is coming on, mate. So could you just give us like a, a quick overview of who you are and what you do just for the people who don't know? So my name's Lawrence. Um, I'm 21 years old. I'm predominantly known for my TikTok channel in which I do lots of videos on productivity and self-improvement. Um, but I'm also a student at Amsterdam University College. I, I study uh, data science um, and I'm also founding a business with a couple of people I know. Um, so yeah. Oh, brilliant. I think um, uh, a majority of people would know you from your TikTok account. Um, why, why, mm. why did you end up starting the TikTok account? I mean, in the beginning, it was mainly because I felt like I had a lot of things to say. Like I read a lot of books. I feel like I've learned a lot of things from my experiences over the years. And I felt like I needed a place to say that and that for people to to listen to what I had to say. Um, and it was really nice because like, I didn't think that people were going to, you know, respond in the way they did. And so like, for me, it was more just an outlet. It was just to like splurge out all these ideas, all these things that I thought, but like, I just wanted to document them. Um, and then when people started following me and it started kicking off, it was just really nice. Cause it was like, this is me literally being me yeah. just unfiltered and people are actually responding to that in a positive way. So for me, that was, you know, that was so yeah, cool. No, that's brilliant. So, that's probably the, the best kind of content when you're just being you where you can just talk about anything and people respond to that as well um mm, yeah exactly did you um what what kind of uh life skills and stuff do you think you've kind of learned from putting yourself out there over on on tiktok i'm not sure what else you what else you put yourself out on but assuming tiktok what kind of uh skills do you think you've learned mm. from that yeah it's an interesting question i think i mean the main thing it teaches you is to just kind of like not care as much about what people are thinking because like I mean obviously like especially as a young person you have this stigma from all the people you know from university from school from wherever and so you're kind of I don't know you feel you do feel a bit like intimidated and putting yourself out there um but once you kind of get over that kind of embarrassment like I always say like embarrassment is one of the things that holds you back in life and so once you can get past that, it's, it's like much nicer. But honestly, like so much, like you learn how to captivate people's attention. I mean, you have such a small amount of time to say as much as possible. Um, and if you don't say it quick enough, then people are like 
they're already gone in like two seconds. Um, so you learn that, you learn about consistency, you learn about what people want and what people want to hear. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like there's so much, there's so much you could say, but it, like, it depends on the person, you know, like it depends on what kind of TikToks you're making. Did you, um, did you find it quite difficult? Cause you talked about the, um, uh, the attention thing when you first started, did you, did you feel it was quite mm. difficult to be super concise and like super straight to the point? Is that something you developed over time? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have this interesting feature where, like, you can see how, like, how long the average viewer looks at your video. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I started looking at that, and I used to make, like, 30-second videos on TikTok, which, in, like, the TikTok world is, like, a big no. <laughs> um, and so I'd see that, and i see they tune off after about eight seconds. Wow. <laughs> so, like, so after that, I was like, oh, crap. So, like, now I need to, I need to, like, change it up a bit. So... Mm-hmm. From then on, like I try and cap them mostly at like 10, 12 seconds, but it's also about, it's like how you capture their attention. There's a lot of like behavioral psychology behind it. Like you need to kind of address them. You need to say like, like what is their pain point? It's just like marketing, but it's just for yourself basically, you know? But yeah, no, it's a lot of stuff you have to do. Yeah, no, it's awesome. How long have, um, how long have you been doing that now? Roughly. Um, started in like February time mm-hmm. and then February to March, like probably had like a couple of hundred followers and then mid March, you know, you just, I had one video that blew up and then like over the span of 24 hours, I gained about 10,000 followers, wow. which is absolutely is mad. Crazy. Um, and it was really nice because at the time I was leaving a job in marketing as well. Mm-hmm. And so I literally handed in my, my resignation and then like, a couple of days later, I hit the 10,000 mark. And then it was crazy because then like already people started reaching out to me with like possible collaborations and like partnerships and things like that. Mm-hmm. So like it was, it was like literally like coming up in more perfect mm. timing, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy um, how, um, how insane the opportunities you can get from literally putting yourself out there, even on TikTok and doing the videos and stuff. Like you said about the partnerships you can gather from that. It's almost like a, um, build it and they will come kind of scenario which is which is really yeah. good i mean it's kind of it's it's how i reached out to you via um tiktok i mm-hmm. saw your tiktoks and then now we're here talking about this it. and yeah, no, exactly. mm. yeah definitely yeah cool um, um so your your tiktok is kind of not just one particular thing so you've got productivity you've got self-help you've got all those kind of things what personally for you is the most exciting thing for you right now? It's a good question. Cause it, the thing is it shifts as well because mm-hmm. like, you know, um, it's constantly like what, like what is the new thing that I'm excited about yeah. at the minute? I would say more self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, like I find it so fulfilling when you help someone and then it like, you can see the results in like the yeah. other person. Um, and honestly I have so many like, I don't know, almost like pet peeves about like how we've been taught to do things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so much of it is just bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, definitely like the self-help stuff, like self-improvement and like making yourself better and mm-hmm. anything to do with that. And I've read a lot of books around it and I feel like there's a lot of things that I do which work. And so like just, yeah, like sharing that with other people, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I wouldn't, it's just, I feel like like on TikTok, like that's the way you t- you can do it. You know, like you have a big audience, you just share it. People listen. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, 
it's awesome it re- really is cool um mm. so we're saying like kind of it shifts a little bit you're saying um since you've got all these kind of different topics and stuff from the outside it might look like you're doing well it does look like you're doing a lot of things like have you ever experienced kind of like a burnout kind of thing or do you think you've come close to kind of you've got loads of stuff coming around and you had loads of stuff you're doing have you ever just kind of thought I might need to slow it down at one point or are you able to handle kind of loads of things going on at the same time yeah well I mean with the TikTok it was nice because like I can I at the start I was just kind of going off the cuff and it was just like anything in my mind I was just like getting out there but now that I've kind of slow down the pace like it is becoming harder to find things and so you are right in that like there's like all these different aspects but mainly I think the thing I've noticed is that like the other aspects of my life you know like when it was university like doing TikTok like I was doing a bunch of random things like meeting my friends like starting this business like Mm -hmm. when everything is happening at once like I have I think got to the point where I'm not like burning out but I'm I'm struggling to do all of them things really well. Um, And I can see it across like everything, you know, it's like if I spend like loads of time, like on this business, then it's like, I don't have as much time to spend on my friends. I don't post as many TikToks as I should, you know, and I I feel like I I kind of had to cut down recently. Um, And that's why at the minute for me, it's just spend my time on TikTok um, and spend time like developing like the business that I'm working on. And it's just them two things. Yeah. Um, and I'll see my friends occasionally, but like over the summer, like that's my goal to just focus on them two things. Cause it is important that like you can't do everything. Like, and if you want to do things great, yeah. then you can't expect to do like many things. Like the better you want things to be, the less things you have to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely the case. Yeah. Is that, um, is that something you've managed to develop over time or have you always been good at kind of prioritizing what's important to you or is that something you've had to consciously work on over time definitely something i've had to work on over time because like the way my brain works is i have like all these good ideas like all these like crazy things going on and i'll quickly sporadically go from like this to this to this to this like i've had so many stupid business ideas like i used to run (laughs) like the same a a pancake shop in my room i used to sell like secondhand clothes like i used to do photography like all of these things have just kind of come and gone but like Mm. yeah definitely over time i've learned that like you do have to spend more and more time on one thing if you want to see the results, because especially like, like initial bit, you're not, you know, like, what's the word? It's almost kind of like you're, you're skimming over the surface. You're not delving deep into, to develop it. Exactly that. Um, exactly yeah. that. So I think that's kind of, cause I, I feel the same to an extent. It's, um, since TikTok and stuff's come around, I'm being exposed to all these new kind of, for example like side hustles and stuff and thinking oh that'd be awesome i mean literally last night i was just on youtube and now i after 10 minutes i'd realize i want to buy a drone now and do photography <laughs> and stuff like that it's like i've right. never thought about that before but yeah it's cool and speaking of tiktok in the past year or so um there's been a lot of a push on stocks and in particular crypto mm. um with everyone their dog kind of in a minute being involved in crypto in one way or another how involved are you in crypto like how does that is that something that really interests you yeah i mean i'd say i'm, I'm pretty deep I, like i'm the thing is i think i'm definitely like no expert 
and a lot of people on TikTok kind of sell themselves as like these experts. Yeah. Um, but the thing to remember is that like we had this massive kind of push over the last like six to nine months. And so basically like your grandma, I swear, could make like, <laughs> uh, you know, 100% return, like if you put money in. Yeah. So, like everyone is like, I don't know, everyone is new, but everyone is thinking that they're doing really well. But until mm-hmm. you can see in the long run, like you don't really know. But um, it's interesting you say about like on, on TikTok, especially because there are a lot of like crap advice on crypto, but there's also surprisingly some good stuff as well. Yeah. Um, like for me, for instance, I bought, um, I came across this thing called Helium um, mm-hmm. on TikTok. And it's, yeah. it's like a cryptocurrency where like you basically become like a mobile, like 4G mast, but for other people. And so like yeah. I, I saw it and like basically like you buy like a crypto miner and then I see people are making like hundreds to thousands of dollars. And they, all they do is they just plug it into their Wi-Fi router and like that's it. Um, yeah, it's insane. And so I ended up buying one of them and literally in like within the first three days, it made me like over a thousand dollars. Seriously, wow. Which was crazy. And so, yeah, like there's definitely good, good things on TikTok um, for crypto, but there's a lot of a lot of crap. Um, yeah. And so you just kind of have to use your intuition. You have to actually do the research because like I wouldn't take anything anyone says as face value, like just mm-hmm. in general, in anything anyway. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, do you... Right, if we, um, yeah, sorry, mate. What are you do you delve into that kind of stuff as well? Yes, I do. I'm, I'm very kind of... I'm not I'm not like a guy who's, who's searching out all these random... random, like, small cap coins and stuff like that. I'm more... My... I know myself, my risk tolerance isn't extremely high, mm-hmm. but it's kind of kind of in the middle. So I'm, I'm just exploring with all these kind of things. Like, I was just about to pause you there on the, the helium thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was, I, t- I got my, I got my dad into it as well. He's got a Coinbase <laughs> no, account as no. well. Obviously, use a referral code. Mm. Um, we, we were literally talking about this on the way home from uh, my university, the helium miner things. Because he actually, he actually brought it up. Oh, really? And I was looking at the prices and stuff. Mm. How, how much did you pay for yours? That's crazy, man. Um, so I ended up paying, I think, like four fifty dollars, maybe four hundred fifty to five hundred. Mm-hmm. But like. I mean, you could probably see it's like everyone wants to jump on this now. So I ordered mine. I saw it on TikTok back in like December and I ordered mine in January. And then oh, it literally okay. arrived mm-hmm. like three weeks ago. So it took almost six months for it to actually like wow. to get okay. to me because it's like they're so in demand. So like if you order one now, like expect it to be here in like six to eight months, I swear. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you, do you think that's a... Because <laughs> again, I'm... We, we we were fully discussing this and we didn't actually know if it worked properly mm. but um do you see that as a sustainable crypto in the future do you think or a sustainable method of earning crypto in that in particular helium yeah no i definitely think so because i mean this is the thing is that you don't want like any kind of crypto investment you make you don't really want it to be an active investment you want it to be very passive mm. um and so this is great because it literally it sits in the corner of like my room and like I, like I said, I connected to my Wi-Fi. I go out, I do my things, you know, I go on holiday, whatever. Like, I just have the app on my phone yeah. and I can see how much money I'm earning while I'm essentially doing nothing. Um, That's amazing. And I mean, if you had like four or five streams of like income that you could definitely do passively through crypto, um, I mean, yeah. that's like the goal, isn't it? 
because it doesn't it doesn't interrupt the things that I'm doing. Like, I can work on my TikTok account, like I can work on other things, and with that still running in the background, it gives me the financial freedom to then go off and do other things that I want. Yeah, it's it's the whole the whole world of crypto and stuff right now, and just all stuff like that is crazy. There's so many projects and stuff going on, and it's hard mm. to it's hard to choose kind of which ones are genuine and legit because obviously we haven't seen them before so everyone's kind of um uh thinking is this is this real does this actually work but i can assure you quite a few of them do actually work and they are mm. really exciting mm. would you say um would you say the helium one is one of your favorite kind of blockchain project crypto project right now have you got a few others in the mix um yeah i mean definitely one of my favorites i like i mean i like any crypto which is trying to take out the middleman in business and just mm-hmm. like kind of connect i mean the whole point of crypto like you're trying to connect people directly with the source and just cutting out this whole like middle faff of whether that's a bank like for helium it's like cutting out phone providers like uh, vodafone and e and things like that like mm-hmm. for me that's that's what excites me so like helium would be one of them um i mean if you're looking at some of the bigger ones definitely like Cardano. i love like the things that they're doing especially in like Africa, like they have this, they just secured a contract with like the Ethiopian government, which is like super exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, I love ones like uh, Dai, which is like a de- decentralized version of like uh, yeah. the Tether coin. Dai. What, sorry? I use Dai as well. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I'm, uh, I mean, Solana, um, yeah. Have you um have you looked into I'm sure you have. Have you um how deep are you in like the NFT kind of space? Not not massively because I think by the time I was like fully getting like involved in crypto the NFT phase was kind of at its peak so I felt like if I like jumped mm-hmm. into it now like I probably wouldn't be you know I'd be like uh, like a lagging behind everybody. Um, so I, I, I think more, I focus on like the smart contracts and like the, the decentralized finance and things like that. Um, yeah. but I mean, I've seen it's like, it's gone crazy. Like I haven't bought any, any NFTs myself, but like no, the use neither. of it is like insane. It, yeah, of course. I think it's more the, for me, it's more the use case of it. Um, like for example, one that I can think of is, um, obviously I'm sure you follow Gary V as well. Mm. His NFT project in particular, the, um, the cards, that give you access to his events and stuff. Mm. That is that is a really interesting thing. As well for creators as well, if they mint their NFT and then they sell it to someone, then they sell it on, they get a kickback as well. And that's really interesting too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, you see them do it with like football teams at the minute, you know, you see um, mm-hmm. like the, the crypto chilies and like they work with yeah. like AC Milan, like Barcelona FC and like they're doing that same thing that Gary Vee's doing, but like with, with their fans as well. And it's like, Mm-hmm. it's taking the power like straight to them um like they don't have to go to any third party to get that um but which is also mm-hmm. the same reason it's nice for people like gary v and like individual creators because you don't need like someone else to kind of like be this middleman in order for you to make your money you know you don't have to get paid by youtube or whatever you, you just get paid directly mm-hmm. yeah it's brilliant there's there's obviously so many things going on um how would you would you personally decide if a um like a crypto pursuit or a a miner or a project is worth pursuing do you have kind of like steps in your head or do you just kind of know there and then 
<clears throat> I mean, the thing is, is like what I've learned over time and like not just in crypto is like you really do have to take risks if you want to start seeing some rewards. Like, and so like the way I judge it is like, like one, like, can I, is it something that I can like absorb the risk of? Like, is this, you know, if this fails, like, is this going to backfire massively? Is this going to hurt my own personal life? Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, like I do my research into it and then, I mean, I don't know. I, I try, like, it sounds bad, but like, I don't overthink it. I don't overanalyze it because the, as soon as you do that, you kind of like, you already miss it. Um, yeah. and I think it's more of a mindset thing of just like, you're always looking for opportunities um whether that's crypto or otherwise like and that was the same thing with the helium i saw it like i had the money to spare you know if i lost that money you know that sucks but like i had so much more to gain from it like the risk reward ratio you know um in my head i thought it was going to play out i looked into it it was great so i bought it like but it's that like sometimes you know if i deliberated on that too long like i would have you know let's say i ordered it two months later i probably still wouldn't have had it you know, and the market mm. is probably going to slowly become more and more flooded and saturated. And so I wouldn't have made the money that I already made from it if I had deliberated too long. Like I had to just, you know, like do it straight away. Yeah, you had to just jump. Um, I feel I feel like um, uh, since we're, we're both kind of young, I'm sure loads of people are in crypto right now are kind of young. We can kind of, to an extent, as long as you're not putting in like your life savings or someone else's life savings, we can kind mm. of, if something goes sour, we can kind of, take that on the chin and we can move forward from it say someone later on who has kids and a mortgage and stuff they can't they don't have that to do Mm. so you see loads of people putting stuff into crypto which might be really risky but obviously as you said before the risk reward ratio is a bit is a lot of the time skewed to the potential upside of it yeah exactly like i guess like one of the things i look at is like you know, like, how much is this going to change my life if I try this? Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, I look at the downside, I go, you know, is this going to force me to leave university? No. Is this going to make me homeless? Mm-hmm. No. You know, like, am I still going to be able to survive? Yes. So it's like, if all, mm-hmm. you know, if that's the case, I like, I have like all of this safety, but like, then the reward is like, oh, you know, is this going to be allowed me to, you know, not have to work 24 seven and like make a passive income? Like, or for me, I'm thinking like, you know, the money I earn from Helium, like in five, 10 years time, like that's going to be a deposit on a house. So like the possible yeah. upside is so much nicer than the downside. And honestly, like I'm, I'm feeling pretty bulletproof, you know, like I can take like all of these hits, <laughs> you know, and like, I only need a couple to go, to go through, like, like many of the, my mm-hmm. ventures like failed, like miserably, but you only need a couple of things to work out in order for you to get to like the next level, you know? of your life, of everything, of your career, whatever. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's as well with stuff being so early in this kind of space, kind of getting in early and stuff and waiting for stuff to maybe 10 X in a few years time is probably a good tactic too. Mm. But as well, a lot of people want the, the short term gains, which is, which is fair enough, but it's, it's kind of knowing in yourself, am I in this for the short term? Am I in this for the long term? And just kind of, deciding from there um you need to kind of know how risky you want to go essentially yeah i mean like it, um, i would definitely say it's a mindset thing because it's like the kind of the people who are going for like the short-term reward and you see them like investing in stuff like dogecoin and 
you know, the same with like GameStop and things like that. Like they're not people who are like patient enough to, to like reap the rewards, you know, they just yeah. want a quick fix. And I was the same. Like I used to do a lot of like, um, like sports betting when I was like 18, 19 and because it was like quick money, you know, but like yeah. you have to like mold yourself to actually like, like seek out like a longer term solution. And it's the same with that. It's like, you're just gonna, like, even if you like make money from Dogecoin, it's like, what did you do with that money? You're then looking for the next risky thing to put that money in. And like one of these steps along mm. the way is going to crumble. And then you just back at square once. So it's like, why even try, you know, you have to have a longer yeah. like term mindset, like you're saying. Yeah, of course. I think it's, um, it's it, again, it comes down to the, to the risk, the risk tolerance thing. And, what you do with that money like you don't just want the the boom 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 short-term fix and everything you want to kind of is this going to enable me to do something else something bigger something better and just kind of compound the things above that mm-hmm. but again yeah crypto is super interesting i'm sure we could talk about that for a long time but, um yeah of course so right we'll kind of kind of move on a little bit i've got one or two more questions on this but um if hypothetically you have a crypto investment, mm. a brand new coin, mm. and in a week or so, it like a hundred X's. Mm. You have a lot of money. You have enough to survive on. You've got everything kind of sorted. So if your money needs were taken care of, so if money was not really a factor, you had to worry about. What do you think you'd be doing right now? Good question. Um, I think I would be. I'd like to think that most of the things I'm doing now, like I'm doing regardless. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm like, not like a millionaire, but financially like TikTok and my other things have allowed me to like see that kind of like path, like a lot more clearer. Like, so for instance, I'm taking a semester of university just to try and figure out my own stuff. Um, I would definitely resume like like continue with the TikTok. I don't know. I'd like to. I I like impacting lots of people. Like like my dream would be like, mm-hmm. you know, being in front of just as big an audience as possible and just like helping them. Like, and I feel like I'm kind of already on that path. So like, the only other thing I could see that I could do if I had more money is just to to travel the world and do that at the same time. But um, mm-hmm. I feel pretty content with what I'm doing. Um, and I don't think I changed that too much. That's good. That's good. That's um, I'm sure that that's that's a goal for say if you're thirty, you kind of have no regrets looking back at your at your twenties and stuff. Mm. As cliche as it is, now's the kind of time to to take those risks to kind of put yourself out there to do that stuff. Yeah. Because again, regret is probably the the worst thing you can experience in the future. Honestly, yeah, they're like, like, I don't even see the point in like some of these, like, I don't know, like for me, for instance, like I started my degree and I was thinking like, you know, oh, like this is interesting, like this is what I'd like to do. And then it's like, I get further down the line and I'm re-evaluating that. And I'm, you know, like whatever I think is going to be like the thing I'm going to enjoy the most, thing I'm going to find the most fulfilling. That's what I'm going to put all of my time into. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't have any problem in like dropping out of university or or like moving to another country because like like at the end of the day like why are you not pursuing the thing that makes you fulfilling and i think you see that a lot in university students is that they're following a degree or a 
path which is not the one that they actually want to do um you know mm -hmm. like like our friends who are you know like they're so amazing at making music yet they would prioritize finishing you know their coursework over releasing an album which to me in my head it's like but then you're never going to reach that thing that you want to reach you're like literally putting your time in something else so don't expect to get to this mm. other place like you know yeah for sure i mean um i've got I've got a whole um, section of questions and stuff on on the university here, um, so I'm sure we could delve delve deep into that. But we'll just have a um, I've just got a section here, no just a, a nice quick fire question. I've just got five questions here, just kind of like a, a this or that sure. kind of thing. So I'll say um, two options, and you pick yeah, one of those. No. So, so number one, would you rather listen to a podcast or an audio book? <sighs> Uh, audiobook. Oh. Nice. Um, would you rather invest in stocks crypto. or crypto? Um, work in your dream job until 60 or retiring at 40? Working dream job. Uh, TikTok or YouTube? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and then last one, hyper-specialised in one skill or moderately specialised in multiple unrelated skills? Um, the second one, the moderate in, uh, many skills. I mean, that would be what would be more fulfilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. So we'll dive into university now. Um, so you kind of mentioned a little bit about your opinion of mm. university, but what, say someone's deciding whether to go to university or to pursue another path, for example, an apprenticeship, traveling the world or starting a social media presence mm. or something like that what what is your kind of opinion on university as a whole honestly like i think i think in terms of the education you get it's not great unless you want to be a doctor or, or, or something um i think in terms of the experience mm -hmm. and the opportunities you get i think it is a good thing so it's like it's what you make of it you know like i would never be making the money that i'm making now if i hadn't have gone to amsterdam and go to the university and had this experience you know have young people around me like keeping me like energized but at the same time from the, my mm -hmm. actual degree i feel like i've learned nothing or almost nothing that i'm actually going to use in the real world um and so i think there's an mm -hmm. important decision that people need to make and that's um on whether or not the thing that they're doing is actually going to get them to the place where they want to be like, and the easiest way to do that is to look at the people who are where you want to be and see what they're doing. Like, are they going to university? Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, like, are they going to university? Yes. If you want to, you know, like travel the world, are they going to university? No. If you want to work remotely and not have a nine to five, are they going to university? A lot of them aren't. Like, if you want to start your own business, do they get... so it's like, you just got to look at that and see like, like what it is that they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of the the opportunity cost as well, which is kind of the the cost of what path you take. So, for example, you go to university for three years. Mm. On the flip side, what else could you be doing in those three years? Mm. Like, for example, I know it's not that easy, but you could be setting up a business, you could be setting up a, a TikTok account, social media presence, you could be traveling to all these places. It's, it's, it's hard for people to decide because obviously you haven't experienced that before and it's just about tasting yeah. all these different things and then kind of deciding which one you want to pursue. 
exactly like I, I think it was i'm glad that i took two years off before i started university mm -hmm. um because i definitely needed to like to taste like all these other different things um and now that i've been to university like i like the position i'm in in terms of i have great accommodation i have a you know amazing space amazing friends who like keep me motivated um and so university for me it provides me a way of doing the other things that i like um so as long as you're like you're in control of what you're doing you know like i think if you're just mm -hmm. doing your degree it's not towards something that you like the place where you want to go and you're also not making the most out of it like in whatever way that is like for me it's just like it's allowing me to be in amsterdam you know like after brexit like if i wanted to live here it, i'm much more complicated if i'm not university so like it's given yeah. me that opportunity so as long as you're taking the opportunities you know like it's okay but i think most people are just kind of in the passenger seat of like and they're letting their degree like take them for a ride you know and at the end of it they're not gonna mm -hmm. be in the location they want to be so, yeah. yeah of course i mean it's it's obviously a very difficult thing to to know you can you can plan for it to an extent and calculate it to an extent but you won't mm -hmm. know until you actually go out and just kind of taste it and realize like for example yeah. i i went to university and i started doing a um a, a business course a, mm. a random course i did that for a year and realized mm. i don't like this like at all mm. so i i decided to take a step back again and then restart another course now which i'm going into the third year next year which i like much more mm. and it's all these societal expectations and stuff and it's just it's it's, it's just it's just a hard thing to do yeah. and you don't know till you try essentially like on that same point like university is for some people like 100 percent is for some people like some people like absolutely thrive but at the minute at least in the uk 50 percent of people are going to university the amount mm -hmm. of people that should be going to university and would actually benefit and the amount of people that are going is like there's such a great disproportion there it's probably like you know 10 15 percent of people would really benefit from university whereas 50 percent of people mm -hmm. are kind of being like pushed into it almost yeah um and so yeah i would just like to see young people feeling like they don't have any societal expectations but not going to university and and that would be nice and for me like if i do end up dropping out like not having that stigma around dropping out or that university makes you better than someone else um mm. because then it's like people have a freedom of choice they can choose to go they can choose not to go but at the minute i feel people are kind of being conditioned to go and i, I want to get rid of that yeah, I think I mean, that's been the the kind of norm for so many years now. Mm. It's just kind of in the past few years, it's just kind of hearing the, the little whispers and stuff about is this really worth it and the stuff we were talking about there. Mm. And I think in in a few years' time, numbers might might start coming down when they when people realise there is a path outside of university, or there are more paths outside of university. Yeah. It's 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 just gonna take time. No, really. But um and as well, this is something that you have mentioned on your TikTok before as well. Um one thing one thing you mentioned as well was kind of like doing the opposite of your degree and kind of learning different skills. Could you kind of expound on that a little bit further, maybe some examples and stuff that you do? Yeah, sure. I mean I'm basically I'm just trying to get people to challenge the perspective that they know. 
um, because everybody is, you know, like me, like everyone is inside, like, you know, a very narrow path. And so like seeing the things on the other side would help a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of examples. Um, okay. So, I mean, like I'm at university, but I've also tried, um, like, I've like tried like the job market. Like I had before I came to university, I'd been working in marketing for a year. Um, I've been traveling like, but also if you think about like the, the kind of people as well, you know, like, like doing different things, like, like looking at people who have started their own businesses and people who are kind of, uh, it's hard to articulate, <laughs> but you wait, <laughs> give me a minute. It's, it's kind of, kind of, kind of tasting other things and kind of seeing what other people are doing and just kind of learning from them i guess and as well there's there's loads of you start to see more um like for example coursera mm. which is like an online course website where you can pick and choose courses you want sometimes for free sometimes mm. you pay and they're sometimes real world certificates like for example there's one from from google that i've seen a few success yeah. stories about like they've had this certificate and people have reached out to them because they have the certificate and they wouldn't have, they didn't have that um people reaching out to them just because they got this university degree that most other people have they got something different and they've kind of taken their intuition to go and go and try that thing yeah. um, <clears throat> i mean it's good yeah right? like like honestly like i swear i could probably learn the best part of my university degree from LinkedIn learning Coursera and edX and do it in mm -hmm. a third of the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting path. COVID's given everybody like an interesting path to take with like online learning, online working, yeah. online everything. So, um, yeah. Yeah. For example, yeah. Online, online, everything. Mm. I'm completely honest. Um, it's just, because obviously university is just this concrete thing it's nailed on you go to university you get a degree hopefully you get a high paying job that someone that didn't go to university but a lot of the time that isn't reality yeah. and i think people are getting saturated with degrees like a lot of the time everyone's going to have yeah. a degree now so it's what you can do to make yourself different yeah. like a few quite a few years ago a degree did equal a yeah. high paying job and high stuff no. like that but it's not, it's not like an automatic my... ticket anymore. You have to really work for it. And it's mm. like, and I swear oftentimes if you had three years of work experience, that would trump a degree in most fields now. Um, so then it makes you mm -hmm. question like, like really like, like what is it? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's, it seems, sorry, it seems like we're, we're riffing yeah, on university yeah. a little bit. If, <laughs> if people are listening, <laughs> which we are, if, um, if people are listening to this and they're kind of, um, deciding whether they actually want to go to university or not go to university, what personally made up your mind to go to university? Um, for me, it was like it was a new chapter in my life. I, I knew that I didn't want to stay in the UK. And so I was thinking, like, like what would be the best ways um, to, to, you know, to move around? And then I was looking at, like, the universities in the Netherlands. That, like, absolutely amazing. And they're super cheap as well. Um, and so I was mm -hmm. like, great. All the courses are in English. I'll go here. Um, but I went in with the mindset that, like, 
you know, it's again, it's like another risk. It's another opportunity. Like, like this might not work out. This might backfire. After two months, I might leave and hate it. But like, <laughs> I'm going to throw myself mm-hmm. out there and then see what happens after that. I, and so that's what I did. I threw myself out there. I, I, literally like the best decision I've ever made. Like so many things that have happened in my life have happened because I've come here. Um, so yeah. So like, I mean, even though we're ripping mm-hmm. into university, like, like, you know, it changed my life. <laughs> and and it, it, again, for so many other people. And like I said, it's given me the environment I needed. It gave me the support I needed to like really push through any ceilings I had. So like, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know until until we yeah. try in reality what's the what's the worst thing that's going to happen at the end of that you might you might decide this is yeah. not for me and in reality it's cost you it's cost you a little bit which you will eventually get over in a couple of months or so yeah. but then you don't want the regret of saying i didn't actually go and try that yeah. that's yeah, a lot worse I think, uh, it's important though like going in like you know, you, you you try something, but if it doesn't work, like holding your hands up and being like, okay, it's not for me, you know, like, like there's no, if it's not working for you, mm-hmm. like no point sticking around for too long. Um, you know, like, like start university. If it's for you, keep doing it. If it's not for you, like just stop, like there's no, there's no harm either way. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm sure a lot of universities and people are quite scared of now because of COVID the last year for people who've just joined universities, probably, it's gonna be quite a scary one. People realise when you go to lectures and stuff, and the different workloads to what it would be instead of working at home, mm. and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, stuff opens up, and hopefully, it's not a mm. a whole online year again. Because I'm sure loads of people can do without that again. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Um, so again, we're talking about university and kind of young people and stuff. What do you, what do you think that the youth, maybe our age and a little bit younger, what do you think they should be doing more of today? I mean, probably what I said before, trying the opposite, trying new things, um, doing things without regret and doing things that other people aren't doing. Like, um, it sounds bad, but like listening to your parents less, um, that was one thing I had to learn which is that your parents are who they are. And if you want to be your parents, like follow their advice. But if I'm honest, like I don't want to have the same lifestyle as my parents. So don't Mm -hmm. take your parents' advice like they're some higher, you know, like super successful beings. Like spend more time like watching and taking advice from the people who are where you want to be rather than the people around you who are going where you don't want to be. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'd say to young people. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's it's like, obviously, it, it, it's hard not not listening to your parents. They've been with you the, like, the majority of your life. But it's, mm. I suppose it's kind of an ideal thing to kind of pick and choose little things. Mm. Like, for example, one of your parents might have like a really, really high work ethic but they might have a downside. So you just kind of pick up on why their work ethic is really good and kind of implement that to your own life. And then maybe some other bits that they have downsides on, you find someone else who maybe has an ideal lifestyle or, or an ideal um, yeah. area that you want to learn from. Just pick and choose like that. Yeah. Um, is it, no, exactly. Like, 
just don't, yeah, like, like you, you know, it's the same with everyone. Like you take the best bits that they can give you, but you don't take it as like gospel, like it's the final word. And like with my, with me and like, you know, as growing up, I was never very like financially secure. And so like, then for me, it didn't seem like it made any sense, like taking financial advice or like career advice from my parents when, you know, they don't necessarily have that aspect of mm. their life, but also like, uh, completely slipped my mind. Doesn't <laughs> That's okay, right? Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's cho- choosing and picking and kind of choosing your role models. Well, we 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 obviously live in an age where YouTube's available and people, role models are like on on demand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that. You can just watch wherever you want over there and just kind of pick and choose pick and choose things try out new things and you don't know until you actually try it yeah no matter what the risk is obviously risk to your life you don't you don't go that way but just 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 risk in general mm. risk in general is a good thing to to practice yeah. so anyway um a lot of the stuff you put out is about productivity and self-improvement what does being productive personally mean for you being productive is i mean staying motivated for what you want to do and it's like i don't know it's upholding like what you want to achieve because it's also mm, okay wait i'm gonna start that again that's okay being productive is just to me it's like managing your time in the most efficient way for you to do the things that you want to do um Mm -hmm. so for instance like even though i've spent you know, I've been at university this year and like COVID has been an absolute ball ache in terms of, you know, the normal education that I should be getting. It's also allowed me to have much better time management. I think for me, like for instance, I've been spending, you know, only a couple of hours a week, like max on my university degree, but still getting like a high result. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is like working smart, not hard. Um, and so productivity is like the most efficient way to get the job done. Um, because I think a lot of people would just throw in hours into whatever it is. They think like you were as a business or like university, or whatever they'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to put all this time. I'm going to put all this time. I'm going to put all this time. Yeah. It's, it's kind, of, yeah. kind of like hours, hours do not always equal the same amount of success. Yeah. It's obviously being as effective as you can do. Um, is that, is that something that you, you may be learn along the way from reading books business books and stuff do you how important would you say kind of books and stuff are for you learn from other people um massively i would i would argue that if there was one thing that changed my whole life it was when i started reading um books like when i started reading kind of non-fiction improvement business books like because to me like the way i see it is there's someone who is like an expert in the field, you know, they've got like, say a super successful business, you know, they've been through like all of these mistakes and learned from them and come out the other side and they're like 50 years old and they had 30 years doing what they do. And now they do it amazing. They've just put 30 Mm. years into like 300 pages. So like, to me, it's like, I swear, like every time I read a book, it's like, I've gained like 20 or 30 years of like knowledge, you know, and that's, then that's shit that I don't have to do. Um, yeah, yeah so like, like that's always been my go-to now, like whenever there's something that 
I'm not familiar with. Like, I just go straight to an expert. I read, you know, a book. And it doesn't even have to be the whole book. Like, honestly, the first half of a book pretty much tells you everything. But just exposing yourself to that, like, condensed knowledge. There's something about books that you just, Mm. you can't quite get in, like, YouTube videos. You know, like, if someone takes three years to write a book and then they just make a YouTube video, like, weekly and they're just trying to find topics to talk about. It's like, I don't know. It's very different. Like, what about you? Do you do much reading? Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, started about two years ago. What was my first book? My first book was um, A Shoe Dog by the founder of Nike. Nice. Um, also got it on um, audiobook as mm. well. But no, I was I was reading the first couple of pages and I wasn't like a, an avid reader at that time, but I was reading a couple of pages. I'd read it when I go to bed and it was literally every single night I'd be reading, I'd be highlighting stuff and like, this is absolutely amazing. This is so cool. And as you were saying, he's managed to pack all of this knowledge into this amount of pages and he gives you the tips and stuff to get ahead. And as well, you reading the books is going to save you if you want to pursue that road. It's going to save you so mm. much time. It's just kind of, it's giving you gold, essentially, for the price of whatever a book is. Like 12 quid for like 30 years of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, like, like that it's book, insane. like, Shoe Dog is like, I swear, like, that's like his whole life story, isn't it? Just condensed into a, like one book. You can read mm-hmm. in someone's whole life in like a book, like like it's the crazy. best parts. You know, um, it's super useful. Man. It is. Useful. It's insane. And as well, there's that, that there's obviously so many books out there. If you're interested in the topic, it's worth it's worth getting the book. It's worth getting the book. Just just trying it out. Even if you're not a mm-hmm. reader, just having the intention to kind of bet yourself on a topic mm. is going to serve you well for the future anyway. Yeah, um, would you, would you say if someone is listening to this and wants, maybe isn't doing reading, maybe isn't aiming, hasn't started improving themselves. Would you say that's the first, one of the best ways to start self-improvement or are there some other aspects? Yeah, I would, I would say that I'd say like, that's the perfect complement between like doing new things and then like reading because it's like you're you know you're trying Mm -hmm. things for yourself but then you're also getting other people's experiences um and honestly like like i was not like an avid reader like at all you know throughout school like i read probably like one or two books over the course of like six years um but then Mm -hmm. as soon as you realize that you're not reading for pleasure like you're reading for like to get yourself to somewhere you know you're reading to make you more successful to make you happier whatever like there's like more of a incentive to do it and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to you don't like if you don't want to read like you don't have to read it you can get like the audiobook like you said or just as long as you have a way of getting that knowledge like into your head like even if you just like you know read like four chapters the four main chapters of like all the good books like that's it you know don't read no one's expecting you to read 300 pages a day like yeah exactly like once you see what that does to your life it's like a positive feedback loop you know read like the first book you see how much impact that that's made you even better then you go okay well shit if i read like 20 books like that is that gonna make me 20 times better like it blows (laughs) your mind exactly but it's (laughs) again with um with tiktok and the glamorization kind of 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 hustle culture Mm. and just doing a lot of stuff you'll see people on tiktok that they're day in their lives and stuff or i've just read five books this morning now i'm for like a a 10 hour run and stupid stuff like that and that's just it's 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 silly really and it's just kind of even even the intention just to say 
I'm going to read mm. one page today, and then yeah. stop. It's just setting that, setting the wheel in motion that way. Yeah, it's it's consistency. I mean, James Clear, the guy who wrote Atomic Habits, which is like a mm-hmm. super, you know, one of these like life changing yeah. books. Like, it's just about like the small improvement. Like, if you improve yourself one percent every single day, you'll be thirty seven times a better person in a, in like a by the end of the year. Um, exactly. Same same thing with any habit that you exactly. have, like whether that's reading or whatever. Like, just you know it's better to read one page like one page a day than read like one book over the course of a week and then burn out and never read for like the rest of the year um exactly it's just about um it's just about setting the intention and kind of setting the goals do you um do you kind of have a, a framework to how you set goals or is it just kind of i like the idea of this i'm gonna kind of build my way up to it to achieve um, it I do definitely, I like setting kind of like number goals, like, like that are quantifiable and I can actually like see and be like, okay, I've reached this level, you know, like, like with my TikTok, I like saying, okay, I want to mm-hmm. reach 10,000. I want to reach tr- like 20,000. I want to reach 50,000 followers. Like, like that to me is like a set goal and, and with finances as well, you know, I want to be mm-hmm. this much invested in crypto. I want to have this much spare money so that, you know, if things go wrong, like I'm good. Um, so yeah, like I do, I, I do yeah. definitely set myself uh a lot of goals i use like notion i just make myself like a sheet like what it mm-hmm. is that i want to do by the end of the year like where where do i want to be you know like and like where do i want to be in five years time and ten years time and kind of give me some perspective mm. um but yeah just writing them down makes a big difference yeah, of course mm. yeah i've had um a couple of people previously on the podcast who were saying that writing down goals is a great way to have it so just kind of somewhere you'll see it every day just kind of remind you what you're actually working to and why mm-hmm. you're working mm-hmm. towards it as well um it's a very yeah, important thing to have um right so we've got got a couple more questions and we kind of round off with a, a big overarching yeah. question at the end um but so we're talk, all talking about the self-improvement stuff productivity and all that what do you personally think you need to work on nice um what do i need to work on consistency is my main thing i think like i said it was mm-hmm. i mean i think i've come a long way but like i think i still have much further to go like having that kind of kind of laser focus like on something but over an extended period of time you know mm-hmm. like i'd like to see myself in a year and i'm still able to do the same thing um because like i don't even recognize myself like a year ago but that's partly because i just don't have the the <laughs> grit to kind of like level through things even when it gets mm. tough um so yeah i gotta work on that definitely yeah. some more how about you oh big question <laughs> um first thing I'd, I'd, I'd obviously say i think i think the same consistency um i'm i'm happy with myself that i've I'm putting obviously I'm putting out this podcast but I'm I'm putting myself out there that was something that I did want to work on at the start of the year because I've always had that kind of stuff in my head um mm. about that and it's just it's just starting it's just doing stuff and kind of following it through and being consistent as much as you can be um and then yeah. stuff will follow on from there essentially as soon as you get the the ball rolling yeah. and stuff wow. you'll you'll get going okay we've got one more question um so would you say all the stuff you're doing now it is that contributing to making you happy what kind of stuff 
makes you the happiest? Um, I'd say like helping other people, feeling like uh, I think it really gives me a worth that I can like change other people. Um, you know, because like I do this TikTok, but like predominantly it's just me speaking to my friends、mm-hmm. and people who ask for help. Like I,、uh, I have this thing where、um, like people at my university can reach out to me for like financial advice, and seeing. The difference in people, like, was so lovely.、Mm. Um, but I think, like, being happy is like, it's like doing something which it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of brain power and like engagement. But it's like creating like an end result. I think that that will, like, what makes people happy is not just, I don't know, like doing something fun, like like drinking, because like, you know, if you go to a party, like it. You don't feel like you've earned it. It's that yeah, sense of like、exactly. I've created something and now I've got this reward,、mm-hmm. like the chase of it. Yeah,、right? see, I think the emphasis of the chase, the chase, and the the journey to do it, like the like for example, the、mm. drinking thing is just a, a quick fix, like a quick shot of shot of dopamine and stuff. And it's again, you haven't earned it. It's just a quick fix, and it's over just as fast as it as it lasted. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the the chase of it and the journey of it is probably the best thing、um, to go. So, got one last question. This doesn't have to be related to absolutely anything we've talked about.、It、could be completely off the cusp.、Right. But、um, if you could talk to the whole of the youth today, which is a lot of people, what advice、mm. would you give them? Um. If you don't like. Where you are, and you don't, you know what you don't want to become. Just like change it for something else. Like if you, if you're, if you feel like you're just going down a conventional route, and that's not the kind of lifestyle you want to live, change it now because, honestly, like a year spending an extra year doing something else, or like you know dropping out of university two years in, is not the end of the world. Um, because you're changing your life now, when you're young, instead of when you're like a forty, fifty year old person. Like,、mm-hmm. so you've got the time basically to do like whatever. So, like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Not very well articulated. No, 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 it's perfect, mate. Perfect. I got your point. So, thank you so much, mate, for coming on. If people want to find you, whereabouts should we look? I mean, my main platform just TikTok Lawrence Ong underscore.、Um, yeah, find me there if you want to message me. I've also got my email there, and、um, that's about it. Awesome, mate! I'll put yeah, that in. Thanks,、um, man. Thanks yeah, no worries. The, the yeah, no worries, Pat. I'll put it in the、uh, the show notes below.、Um, mm. um, thank you, mate, for coming on.